If you've been following these uh, recorded essays that I've put out for any length of time, you know that there are a myriad of questions and a myriad of topics that I've covered. This particular topic that we're going to talk about today is quite a departure from what I've done. It's a uh, personal state of faith, and uh, I sincerely hope that you will take it uh, in the spirit by which I am offering it. Are you now, or have you ever been, a Christian? Well, this is a steal from a past memory of the 1950s, when the question was asked about a person and a person's membership in the Communist Party. The mere suggestion of a wrong answer sent shivers through spines from Hollywood to New York to Washington, D.C. I have much more terrifying memories of another question that was asked so often in my childhood that it resonates with my psyche to this day. I can hear it still in my vivid remembrances as the booming voice of the preacher or evangelist with an accusing look or finger pointed in the direction of the assembled demanded to know, if called upon, would you pay for your faith with your life? That was usually the follow-up to a story telling the graphic details of some poor soul being killed, beaten, or imprisoned for simply being a professing Christian. Later, during the Second World War, the scene was usually described as dominating Nazi soldiers, rousted, well-meaning Christians who had been accused of protecting Jews. And as we moved into the Cold War, the same story was about the oppression of the Soviet and Eastern Bloc countries and their stormtroopers burning Bibles and killing everyone they thought was a Christian. Oh, the horror. The account solidified in the resolve to wipe out the oppressors before they got a chance to wipe us out. Unfortunately, the story was, in too many cases, true, especially in the Eastern Bloc satellites of the Soviet Union, who were all too eager to prove to their communist masters their willingness to advance what we here in the West began to call godless communism. This realigned all throughout my formative years as I was forced to inwardly measure my faith by my willingness to be a martyr. I must quickly add, be a martyr if called upon by faith or patriotic duty. Needless to say, from the time I first heard it proclaimed from the pulpit of the evangelical church I was raised in throughout my teen years, I was never far away from the challenge of, if called upon, would you give your life for your Christian faith? That, along with the fear of committing the unpardonable sin, whatever that was, gave me the willies all the while singing to the top of my lungs, Blessed Assurance. 
This was all in the glorious days of what was described then as fire and brimstone preaching. The logic behind it was that the average person in the pew of the churches across the nation could have the hell scared out of them so that they would opt for eternal peace by becoming a Christian. Nowadays, there's another effort afoot by preachers and evangelists that people will be moved to make a profession of their faith because of the promise of untold blessings and prosperity heaped on them by their simple declaration of faith, accompanied by a monetary donation, I might add. If you have a TV on a Sunday or it's connected to cable television, then you've witnessed the spectacle of well-coiffed and immaculately dressed presenters extolling the need for a person to part ways with a significantly impressive donation to the preacher's fund or church. Give till it hurts, is the cry, and God will return it to you several fold, depending on the preacher's past pronouncements. The main tenet is, sow a seed of faith by giving as much as you can. Now here's the rub, and there's a big one. The old song states, they will know we are Christian by our love, by our love. All of this is coming out of my watching a powerful movie this afternoon by Martin Scorsese, starring two extremely talented actors, Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver, with a starring role electrically portrayed by Liam Neeson. The movie is titled Silence. Depending on your background of church or religious affiliation, this movie will cause a multitude of questions directed inwardly at each and every person who sincerely wants to know what the old hymn asks, Is it well with my soul? Back in the 50s in my childhood, I was taught that Hollywood movies were of the devil and no professing Christian would be caught in a movie theater. Yet, it was my Baptist preacher dad who took me to see Two Years Before the Mast, starring Alan Ladd in 1946. My dad, having been raised on Galveston Bay, must have thought there wouldn't be too much sin in a swashbuckler sea adventure, so off we went. But I hasten to point out, movies have been a particular bent for me, shaping my thought and ideas of those who watch. The eyes describe the gateway to the soul that do shape our beliefs and opinions as well as our dreams and fears. Silence is such a movie. I firmly believe that you will have your preconceived opinions dashed by the power of this screenplay and cinematic presentation. Silence isn't something after watching that I can remain silent about. Anyone who has seen the film and those who will visit it in the future will never forget this moving experience and its thematic question that asks a simple question, what does it mean to be a Christian? Thanks for listening. This is Jim McCrell. Thank you.
Let me add that if you agree or disagree with me, please join me on Facebook at Last Call with Jim McCrell. You can leave a comment there and tell me what you think or tell me that uh, you agree with what I'm saying or you totally disagree. I would love, love to hear from you. It's Last Call with Jim McCrell.